Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to the Good Food Podcast. In this episode, we're celebrating Pancake Day. Orlando Murrin will be talking to food writer and entrepreneur Chelsea Collins all about pancakes, including the truth about why the first one never works. The first one is always a mess. So always. You have to throw away the first one. And so you that's know what? Why. I find that with all pancakes, American-style pancakes, even those Japanese souffle pancakes, the first one is never going to be as good as the last. So let's just accept that, that the first one is a disaster. We exactly. Know, and don't beat yourself up about Literally. it. Literally. Plus, how to cook the perfect pancake every time. I'm delighted to have in the studio with me today Chelsea Collins, And we're going to talk about pancakes. But before we talk about pancakes, Chelsea, tell us about your food history and background. And I'm particularly interested because I remember you from a few years ago when we worked together and we all knew that you were a young woman going places. (laughs) That's nice. That's so nice to hear. Um, So my food history actually started when I trained to be a chef at Leith School of Foods, which was Honestly, the making of my whole career. I then found myself at Good Food, which is where we met, um, which I love. And you had a six-month internship. Six-month internship. Yeah, you made a big impact. You were very, very um, popular and very energetic and very mm. hardworking. But we all knew that you, were, you would be going off and doing something wonderful because you have that kind of spirit about you. So what happened after that? So then after Good Food, I actually was catering on the side all the time on weekends to earn extra money. And I met my business partner, who was currently my business partner at the time, and we were catering because she was in chefing full time. And I reached out to her and said, do you want to cater with me on weekends? She actually fobbed me off a couple of times, but then eventually met me for a coffee. And we started catering on the side of our full-time jobs on weekends. And our diaries just were getting fully booked, like, months in advance. And this was, like, 2016. And we were displaying all the food in a way that was quite new. And people were eating with their eyes. And I think people just loved it. I actually wasn't really a cookie person. I was more of a cake person. Like, I'd have a slice of cake with a cup of tea. Um, But I went with it, and actually, people just loved them, and we sort of became known as the cookie girls in our area. And from there, we said, why don't we try doing this, but let's do one thing and do it really well, and actually pack in our full-time jobs and give it a go. And with all the money we'd earned from catering, we pumped a bit of money into setting up a market stall in Old Street Station and giving the cookies a go on their own. And it was 
an Americanized concept. We really marketed ourselves as you know, the first. Oh, this is a real entrepreneur story, isn't it? <laughs> now, how do we get from there to Blondie's Kitchen? And Blondie, because that is your business, for, which is. you're known for. Yes. So what happened was, was after that, we actually got approached by Taste of London at Old Street Station. They said, we'd love you to come and do a pop-up. Would you be interested? And because organically, we were growing our social media following just from being in Old Street Station and saying, come down and see us. Lots of people, were spreading the word and unbelievably we got an email in our inbox from Selfridges so we'd organised to meet with them their buying team and at this time I know nothing about pitching to buyers I've never done it in my life so we've got our cookies with us I'll never forget it and we thought you know they've invited us so I didn't go with like a pitch prepared I just went with the samples thinking well they're going to have all the questions because they've invited us and I'll never forget we walk into this room and there are these two buyers sitting behind a table and they literally look up at us they say hello and they're looking up at us expecting us to like do a presentation (laughs) and I remember looking at Christelle thinking oh my god what are we going to do and she just looked at me and froze as if to be like good luck you better start talking and so we just had to like do it on a whim. Something tells me, Chelsea, that you were in your element here and you were absolutely fine, weren't you? (laughs) To be honest, And in fact, they had to lever you out of the office. They couldn't get rid of you. They (laughs) They saw something in the product because they did ask us to go in and we were in there for four weeks and we actually ended up being the most successful pop-up in the history of the food hall and they invited us back in permanently um, and we launched Blondie's Kitchen, our first ever and still is our flagship concession in their food hall in September 2017 and we've been in there ever since. Now, we are here to talk about pancakes, what with Pancake Day and everything. The so, best. so we have to move on to pancakes. I love pancakes. So they come in all different shapes and sizes. They do. Um, which is probably why people love them. So take us through the different shapes and sizes and um, their pros and cons. So, what? well, this is a very open discussion. This is subjective. So you've obviously got classic crepes. Which is the... F- Flat one. Flat as a pancake. That is the the crepe. That is like the classic, I think, lemon and sugar when I think of a crepe. Yeah, and it's hard to beat lemon and sugar. It's a lovely combo. I mean, you can have maple syrup as well. I agree. But... Lemon and sugar does Lemon it, and sugar it? and a tiny bit of butter yeah. goes a long way. Yeah. And do you fold them or fold, fold them, them or roll them? Fold them. What about you? Um, I generally roll them, but I think I'm happy to try. Any, do you it, know why it, I fold them and I don't roll them? They last longer. Oh. <laughs> I feel like when you're eating it, you get more out of a folded than a yeah, rolled. Yeah. Um, and they, I mean, they're, they're amazing things because you make your batter and they only it's only a minute each exactly. side, isn't it? You don't have to throw them in the air. Do you, I bet you throw them in the air, though, don't you? It's all the fun of it. <laughs> Of course, you've got to throw them in there. And of course, the other great bit of legend about them is that the first one is always a mess. So always. you have to throw away the first one. And so you that's know what? I find that with all pancakes, American style pancakes, even those Japanese souffle pancakes, the first one is never going to be as good as the last. So let's just accept that, that the first one is a disaster. We exactly. Know, and don't beat yourself up about Literally, it. Literally, even the professionals can't 
can't say their first we'll was say the best. That we're seasoning the pan. Do you have a special pan for pancakes? So always I use a non-stick pan, and my trick is to wipe. A, a little amount of vegetable oil or any flavourless oil around the pan with kitchen paper yep. and I never go in with like a knob of butter or a generous amount of oil and swivel it around the pan. I wipe the pan out almost as if I'm wiping it clean with yep. the oil yep. and that makes them perfect every time apart from the first one exactly but if you put if you put too much oil or, or when you top it up if you top mm-hmm. up oil you get like a split Ex- pancake it, it divides exactly. into two it turns into two islands exactly it? yeah and you don't get the even coloring on the you know how you can see these people that get the perfect pancake with the golden topping you're like how have they done that mine is not equal in terms of coloring it's definitely too much oil or butter in the pan. Yeah, and one side comes out spotty and one side comes out less spotty. Exactly. I like the spotty side on the outside when I'm rolling up, but when I'm in future folding it, I'll have the, spot, the, the spotty side. Me too. And then you can just stand there and do that, mm-hmm. uh, and whether you throw them in the air or not, and just you make them in quick succession, exactly. don't you, till you run out of batter. Exactly. So that's the kind of simplest way. I think that's probably what people think of on, on Shrove Tuesday, isn't definitely. it? As being the... the the plain pancake but there are many other sorts there are sort of brunch and breakfast exactly sorts. like so, the americans they call i guess they're like american style the thicker fluffier pancake that you can stuff top and i guess turn into a full-on meal like savory or sweet yeah and so that is a different batter yes and the thing that i think we should say about the the when you're making the basic batter if your pancake when you're making the thin crepe mm. type, if the if the pancake is too thick, you can always add a bit of water to your batter to make it thinner because it's meant to be very thin to spread, isn't it? A hundred percent. And if you've rested your batter, which we should technically for like ideally, a, just so that it lightens over. I mean, most people say. 24 hours a rest it does thicken in the fridge overnight so I always actually loosen mine with a bit of water before I begin yeah because you want it to be very Very. thinner than you think don't you that's what I find I do wrong with the first one I always go a bit too thick and then I've got to it's literally you just skim the base of the pan don't you yeah and it it needs to flow around easily easily but with the American style one it's a different thing here because Completely. it's meant to be have its own kind of volume and often the recipe has got Raising a, a, a baking powder and a, a, a egg white in it as well. Yes, exactly. Is that the definition of an American pancake that it's got, that it's always thicker, isn't it? And mm-hmm. it's got raising agent and has it got the egg beaten egg white in it always or is that an a, optional I think that's extra? optional extra and I think those souffle pancakes that are really popular now like the Japanese style souffle ones have always got the is egg that, white that's a Japanese style souffle yeah. is that is that bigger and they thicker are, exactly what, twice as thick as I, I don't know about that that's literally thick, they're yeah. like twice as thick and they right. wobble Right, and you so get like that souffle, So it's got a souffle. It's exactly. like a souffle surrounded by a pancake. Exactly, I'm liking this. It's really, yeah, they're really cool. They look amazing. I actually prefer eating an American star one, um, but some people love them. They are lighter and fluffier. The souffle ones. They've got that aerated middle, almost like a real souffle. And what about the? Because you can put 
anything into these pancakes? What are some of your favourite things to put in? Always. I'm going to ask you for your favourite pancake of all in a moment, but but what are some of the things that you like to? I love in? putting fruit in them. I've actually got my daughter's obsessed with banana pancakes at the moment. She's only 11 months, and banana pancakes, blueberry pancakes. I find fruit are always an amazing addition. Do you mix them into the batter? Or? Yes, I do. So, so I not, yeah. a, not after the things in the pan. Well, I can do both. So the food actually have an amazing banana pancake recipe. I think it's Cassie's and it's banana American style pancakes and she mashes banana into the base of the batter but also slices banana up and whilst it's in the pan you put the slices in and flip it over so it looks right. really gorgeous yeah. when you serve them. I love Cassie's recipes. I, I love Cassie's recipes. Good food. I'm not. I, she's not listening. But no. I, but they I honestly just, are Well, the she's best. not the best because they're all, all good and good food but Honestly, she, I, I love it. She's so inventive sweet. and she creative. She really is. And they're fail-proof. You can never get them wrong. Yeah. And what, where are you on savoury? So I love a savoury pancake. For me, it's cheese. Anything with cheese in a savoury pancake. A particular favourite cheese that, that makes you think of pancakes? Or? So I love any cheese that melts really well and then... You know when you get that ooze in the middle. Do you like the threading? A love bit of, it. Bit of mozzarella. Love a bit of threading. mozzarella yeah. threading. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love. Um, I love even like a stronger cheese in a pancake, like a really nice gorgonzola. Um, I lo- yeah, strong flavors. I think because pancakes are so neutral in their flavor, they can take like added punch. Yeah. Um, they really taste a bit of toasted butter in exactly. a sense, don't they? Yeah. Great yeah. foundation for adding now, anything. If you're going to have it, so we've dealt with the flat pancakes for pancake day. With these American pancakes, what would you serve them with on a, on a plate uh, or as part of what, so say you're doing brunch or lunch, you could, mm-hmm. have them for, you could have them for dinner if you want to, couldn't you? But, mm. but what would you what would you put on the plate with them or, or, or uh, let people help themselves to? So if I was going down the sweet route, I think I'd always serve with like a nice natural yoghurt and some fruit, maybe a dusting of icing sugar, um, some extra fruit on top. Or if I was going more savoury, really nice with like, some smashed avocado, a sweet corn salsa, depending on even a fried egg. Yeah, this has been very modern. It's lovely, yeah. lovely. And what would you think of that American habit of where they have a savoury thing, but they put maple syrup all over it, like maple syrup on pizza? Funnily enough, I don't love that, but I do like the bacon and maple bacon syrup and, combo, yeah. the classic American. Although it's really interesting, because when I've been to America and you know you get these all-you-can-eat buffets, you see Americans putting like a whole cooked breakfast, like fried eggs, bacon, sausage, and then they genuinely put like the pancakes on that same plate with the maple syrup all over the whole thing. Yeah, I just couldn't do that. Yeah, I I was couldn't agree more. I'm, I love Americans in every way, and I love them. But when I had a hotel, the, the breakfast, what they did at breakfast, well, it did astonish me because it was all there together and all mixed up as all well. All mixed up. So this. They must enjoy. But they have a more enjoyment of sweet and savoury all mixed together. And, and I think there's an overlap of maple syrup and ketchup, which is sweet. And mm. sweet corn sweet with the savoury, isn't it? So they, they may be more open-minded towards... They don't have the same division of 
stricter vision of sweet and savoury that we have. 100%, yeah. definitely. And um, I approve of it. I'm going to experiment with it more. Yeah, Sausages and maple syrup is a nice combination. I, I did that by accident recently. Did well, not you? entirely by accident. It, but, um, I mean, I didn't just think I was pouring something <laughs> else over the sausages, but I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. Now, what's your favourite pancake, Chelsea? I love a classic crepe. I think, just with simple... There's a crepery in Hampstead called the Hampstead Crepery, and I just love their classic crepe, thin pancake with milk chocolate that melts into it. Milk chocolate. And it's just buttery, slightly salty from the butter, and then the sweetness of the milk chocolate, and there's just nothing better. And you just fold that. For, and it, it comes folded. Comes folded. And how big is that? Because it's the crepes, the crepes they have very. My crepe pan is rather small. It's so only is about, mine actually. Um, Twenty, maybe eighteen Same centimeters. As me. I think. So that, which is quite little. Yeah. But but the crepes they do huge ones. Huge. It's and they, massive. They, they also cook very evenly. But they're amazing pieces. Of they're kit professionals. They've got. Have you got a professional? No, crepe, I, I crepe? can't say I do. I'd love one though. You're thinking about it, aren't you? You're making me think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, the amount of kitchen kit we need. Honestly. We need extra. We need to have extension style kitchens, don't we? Just for the for the extra equipment. Well, that that sounds delicious. I hope that's not some ideas for everyone's pancake day, but but um, they're so easygoing and fun. And there's a gregarious element in that you're usually making them and people are eating them. I so, find that quite stressful, I do have you? to be honest. You know when you've got everyone sitting there like, yes, let's eat our pancakes, and I'm like, can we all eat them together? Like, let me just get them in a stack. But then the whole... Uh-oh, are they cooling down? We want them to still be warm when we serve them. So then you end up just handing them out as they're coming out the pan. Everyone's eating them. And then I'm in such a hurry to try and eat mine. I end up just eating the dregs at the end. Oh, poor Chelsea. Well, <laughs> try not to make that happen <laughs> this year. But it, it is a kind of live show, it is, isn't exactly. it? And you can't really keep them waiting. No. The, it, well, you can, but they get they just turn, they get a bit dull. At, when, and yeah, also, I've me. tried putting a low oven on before and keeping them in a low oven, but actually, they do sometimes go a bit crispy when you do that, and you right. don't get the same yeah. effect. So, I mean, if you're doing an old-fashioned kind of French dish of you know rolled with mushrooms and sauce mm. on the top, then that's fine. You can make pink pancakes in advance, and they Definitely. don't stick together. They're very well behaved. But this live pancake thing is a different thing on Pancake Day, isn't it? You yeah, know, and people want to enjoy them. And there's something about the air being full of the that lovely pancake smell and getting the smoke alarm going off isn't fair. <laughs> God, yeah. I've got two cats and they smell delicious after pancake day because oh, their fur absorbs all that's the... That's hilarious. Uh, all the, Do yeah. they like the pancakes? No, not at all. But they, <laughs> they like... They like being petted. They get extra petting because of the pancake smell and they get sniffed because of the pancake smell, which they enjoy. That's funny. Now, we ask all our guests some questions. So I implore you to be honest here. Always. Question number one. What's your biggest cooking disaster? Do you know what? I think my biggest cooking disaster has to have been when I was training and it was fish pie day. And I got in such a fluster 
we were sort we were being examined and I just I couldn't get it together. I was like one of those amateurs on MasterChef <laughs> that ended up in hives round the kitchen, sweating, not able to assemble my fish pie. And you know, I have to be totally honest, I've never made a classic <laughs> fish pie since. It is actually one of those dishes with all the wretched components, isn't and this it? Is the thing. They've all got to be it's dead. They're all in different pans. Exactly. And then it all comes together at the end. And then I thought, what was the point in that? <laughs> Was it worth it? You didn't no. even like it. No. Well, I did, but I didn't love it. And I thought for the amount of effort that's gone into this, I'm never doing it again. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm not. I'm not being asked for my confession. But if if someone did, I can't bear fish pie. I find it not? slimy. I think it's f- slimy. Yeah. It's like yeah. um, you know, for people who haven't got any teeth, it's kind of Li- it's, it's liquid baby food, food, isn't it? You could eat it through a tube. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Anyway, sorry, no one ever did. Ask, no one did <laughs> ask me about that, but we're agreeing. Now, this one, I think we could catch you out on this one, Chelsea. Have you ever served something ready-made and pretended you made it yourself? Do you know what? I ha- I don't think I have, actually. I actually don't think I have. That's funny. Remember, I've got friends re- that friends do that. Friends might not be listening, so you could be, re- you could be honest. I, I, don't, <laughs> I genuinely don't think I have. I'm too honest. You oh, know? so you'd tell them, yeah. I would yeah, tell them. Yeah. I would tell them. So it's them. not that you wouldn't dream of serving oh ready-made. God, it's no. just that you'd, you'd say... I'd be honest. Oh, I absolutely... That's so There's charming. There's such a time and That's a place so for ready-made. <laughs> don't you agree? <laughs> That's charming, Chelsea. I don't think anyone's ever said that before, that really? they would be proud to say. I would. <laughs> There's surely a time and a place for ready made sometimes thank you so much chelsea collins she nails it every time (laughs) now your guilty pleasure my guilty pleasure hands down every time is kids oven food i absolutely love nothing more than chicken nuggets or fish fingers chips or waffles smiley faces baked beans or spaghetti hoops and i fry an egg on top (laughs) with ketchup and mayo and flaky sea salt every time (laughs) Thank you very much. Lots of lots of guilt and lots of pleasure there, I would suggest. Um, now, we have a round of quick-fire questions that Ooh. you're not allowed to think about. Can't wait. Least favourite kitchen job? Peeling potatoes. Really? Mm. I find I find I've got to I've got to peel so many because I eat about fifteen roast potatoes alone that it's never getting done. I'm like it's never ending. Favourite kitchen job? Love cooking meat. What does your perfect sandwich have in it? Ham, cheese, pickle, some crunchy lettuce, a bit of Dijon mustard, thick butter, and it's on a multi-seeded loaf. Thank you very much. Beautifully described. Mm. (laughs) The best kitchen tip you've ever been given? Oh. Um... That's a good one. Probably what comes to mind immediately is putting my vegetables into iced water once I've blanched them so that they stay green. And then you reheat, you, exactly. you throw them into boiling water exactly. for a minute at the afterwards. Fantastic, yeah. Do you always clean up after you cook? Always. I've got severe OCD. <laughs> Your most trusted recipe? Mine personally or one I use? Let's have both. Or either. <laughs> okay, so I always go to Jennifer Joyce's macaroni cheese recipe on Good Food for the base of a bechamel, always. Hers is really good and has some additional seasonings in there. And mine, personally, would be 
probably my peanut butter chicken curry. Most overrated food? Anything truffle. I'm nodding violently here. I, ca- <laughs> I, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Worst thing you've ever eaten? <laughs> oh my God, I've eaten some terrible things. <laughs> um, worst thing I've ever eaten? Probably some fried insects in Thailand. One food your family can't get on board with, but you love? Mm, My husband hates vegetables and salad, so a nice crunchy summer salad. What's your ultimate pancake topping? I think it must be banana, chocolate hazelnut spread, whipped cream and crushed toasted hazelnuts. Mmm. And then finally we've got our warm and glowing question that we always finish with, which is, what makes you optimistic for the future? Oh, I love that. What makes me optimistic for the future? Just always, I guess, being hopeful and positive that I can make change to be happy and push forward and do more to make sure that I can do better personally. Chelsea, you yourself are one of the most optimistic and positive people I've ever worked with. It's been a absolute joy to have you in the studio today so thank you for joining us and happy pancake day happy flipping thank you for listening to this episode of the good food podcast join us next week when i'll be speaking with bake-off winner matty edgel about returning to the classroom after winning and he reveals all about making the cake for his upcoming wedding don't forget our bonus cook-along episode is out on thursday For more recipes and inspiration, please visit bbcgoodfood.com.